Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, guys. My name's Brian Messick, and I'm one of the stars of Seven Lamb's newest series, Movie Night. This audio sitcom centers on six friends who get together every Friday night to hang out and watch a movie. Coincidentally, the movie they choose to watch coincides with the issues and situations they're facing in their everyday lives. If you're a fan of comedy or film, or both, then visit 7lamb.com or search for Movie Night wherever you listen to podcasts. Seven Lamb Productions presents Tower 4. Season 1, Episode 3, Trespassers. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You sure it's okay that I'm doing this? Absolutely. I already talked to Gene. You're fine. I was heading south on the three-post trail. Never told Gene about the classical music coming through the radio. They figured it was campers that shouldn't be in the area. Gene said there was no word about hikers heading that way, but who follows rules, right? I packed up my backpack with water and granola bars. It was ten in the morning. Bright, sunny day. Apparently there was an old campsite where the trail loops around. Amber told me to try there. It was about six miles away. Two-hour hike. Has anything like this happened before? Yeah, like once or twice. Nothing with music, but I remember Jerry saying that he had some issues with hikers in the area. Although, that was right when the area was closed down. Why was it closed down? I don't know. They don't tell us anything. Gene said it was state regulations. I think it was thanks to our all-powerful leader in the White House. What do you mean? Sorry, not trying to get political, but ever since Trump took office, national parks have taken a hit. Republicans have been threatening us for years with reductions of state funds. I'm going to need more. How does that play into closing down a section of the forest? Well, when Pruitt took over for the EPA, a guy not qualified at all and bought known by the oil industries, national parks took a hit. They want to begin oil drilling. You know, stop the outsourcing and build jobs here. Nationally, Wyoming ranks eighth right now in crude oil production. The problem is it ruins pristine environmental areas. The size of parks keeps shrinking. That sucks. I think I remember reading something about that a while back. Pruitt may have resigned, but I don't see things changing. It's scary. Oil companies want us to believe that they'll limit damages, but come on. Exxon spill, BP Gulf spill, the North Dakota pipeline. There's accidents 
all over that destroy whole areas, negatively impacting the local ecology. <sighs> One of my biggest regrets is not going down to Louisiana and helping with cleanup when the oil spill happened. But I was selfish then. You not helping doesn't mean you're being selfish. Sure it does. I have the time. Once I started this fire lookout job, I grew a whole new appreciation for nature. It makes me sad to see the negative impacts people have. But I think people are becoming more and more aware of their impact. Sadly, it may be too late. No, it's not. Not yet. Sorry. Didn't mean to get all political. If you voted for Trump, it's fine. I understand. I guess. I actually didn't vote. Really? Yeah. Last few years have been tough, and I just kind of became a shut-in, especially after Mom passed. I'm sorry about that. It's not your fault. Shit happens, right? I'm hoping. Although. Although. Although hearing strange noises and creepy music at night doesn't help. Hold on. The music isn't creepy. You said it was classical music like Beethoven. Okay, you're right. The music isn't creepy. Hearing it over the radio at four in the morning in the middle of the woods. That's creepy. Thank you for clarifying. Don't do my friend Beethoven like that. I'm not even sure it was Beethoven. I know. You said you know nothing about classical music. I know some, just not a lot. Hey, you know who Beethoven and Mozart are? And I've seen Amadeus. The Falco song? <sighs> the movie. Oh, I gotcha. I climbed my way over a rock ledge and back down a steep incline. I made my way out into a clearing and stopped to enjoy the view. Hey, I just made it to some field. Oh, I know where you are. Am I close? Mm, about two more miles. <sighs> you could have just said no. Except, where do I go? Look for a poster mile marker. I'm not seeing one. I left my binoculars at the tower. I made my way through the tall grass towards the wood line. Would I really pick up music from this far out? Honestly, I'm not sure. I thought you would run into someone a lot sooner. You know, if someone was really out there. Why do you keep saying it like that? Like what? Like you don't believe me. So is this all for nothing? <laughs> Not if you find someone. But you're right. How would the radio pick it up? I don't know. Is the radio picking up anything now? Mozart, Static, Falco. Amber consistently teased me, which is why I didn't tell her about the paper in the desk. They were listening. Just thinking about that made my skin prickle. Who would write that and only that? When I turned over the paper, there was a drawing. Or actually scribbles. I couldn't make out what it was. Maybe it was just nonsense. Jesus. Radio interference, noises in the woods, hidden messages. I just wanted a quiet five months to myself so I could write and relax. Hey, I'm not seeing a path. Really? Nope. I see deer, though. I doubt Bambi knows the way. There were four deer about 50 yards away. They'd stopped walking when they saw me. I watched as they stood, motionless, eyes staring blankly, ears twitching. I took one tiny step which caused them to hop into the brush out of sight. I continued my way through the tall grass, searching for a post. I'm not seeing... 
Oh, wait. I, I think I spotted something. Thumper? No, a box. A wooden box with an orange circle on it. Okay, well, that would be a supply cache. A supply cache? Used to store items for hikers. Books, food, water, etc. Ah, it's locked. There was a combination lock on it. Probably locked because the trail is closed. What if there's treasure inside? I could ask Jean for the code, but I doubt there's anything of importance. Probably an old Nutrigrain bar, a romance novel with missing pages, and a pine cone. A pine cone? Eh, people are weird. Well, I'm not seeing a post. If there's a supply cache, there has to be a path right there. Yeah, I see it now. I walked under the cover of trees following a dirt path once again. Did you bring bear spray with you? Uh, I think I forgot it. Really? Yeah. Shit. Oh, uh, okay. That's, uh, that's fine. Am I in trouble? No, you're fine. Really? Shit, I knew I forgot something. You probably won't see any. Are there bears over here? It's the woods. They can be anywhere, but most are black bears. And that means... Grizzlies are the ones you have to watch out for. Great. Don't worry, there hasn't been a grizzly spotted this far south in years. Still wish I had the bear spray. If you make enough noise, they won't bother you. Would you consider you and I talking as enough noise? Bells? I don't think I've ever even owned a bell. Ah! Jesus, what was that? Was that loud enough? That should scare the bears away. You're going to scream every five minutes to keep them at bay? If you need me to. I've always heard that if you encounter a bear in the wild, you should play dead. Yeah, make an easy meal for them. Should I not curl up into a ball then? What are you, a possum? Make noise! Am I talking to myself here? Sunlight gleamed through the branches, creating golden designs on the forest floor. I had to be close, but I wasn't sure. Hey, Mikey. Yeah. Tell me about your book. The one I'm writing, or should I say trying to write? Yeah, what's it about? What are you eating? I like how I'm out here in the wilderness, away from my post, searching for a mysterious musical trespasser while you sit in your safe loft chowing down on dried fruit. Uh, Amber? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. There was a wasp flying around. Don't worry, though. It went back out the window. Okay. What'd you say? It's not important. Was it about your book? No. Tell me about your book. Well, it's not a book yet. Okay, but you have a story. What's it about? 
I don't really like talking about my projects. Not while they're in development. Oh my god. You're one of those guys. What guys? Private? Pretentious. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, fine. Yay! So I've been wanting to write this for a while. I created an outline for it years ago. Actually, it was after a breakup. I'll give you the short version and then expand upon it. Basically, the story revolves around a guy and his relationship with his ex's daughter. Whoa. Not like that. There's this woman who's mentally unstable and has a daughter. She dates a guy who becomes a father figure for her daughter. Sadly, the relationship doesn't work out. The guy finds out that the woman is unstable, an alcoholic, and a drug addict with a lot of personal demons. After years of physical and emotional abuse, he leaves her. It's hard for him, though, because he has fallen in love with her daughter. He thinks of her as his own, but after three years of abuse, he has to get out. He tries calling the cops on her, but nothing comes of it, so he leaves. Nearly like a decade later, he finds out his ex died from a drug overdose, and the daughter's now living with her grandmother. He sees her at the funeral, and they end up talking. He actually tries becoming a part of her life again. A role model or father figure. Okay. Not trying to be insensitive, but are you sure it's not like a perverted sexual thing? No, 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 no. It's a bond they had previously when she was younger. And years later, that bond flourishes. The problem is that she was raised by her mother, who was unstable, so she's picked up a lot of those negative traits. The daughter's having trouble in school with friends, alcohol, drugs, and her own personal demons. Where's the girl's father? He disappeared before she was born. Oh, that's sad. It's a story about love, loss, abuse, addiction, redemption, self-worth, and ultimately being there for someone no matter what. You said this idea developed after a breakup, so let me guess. This was something you experienced? It's loosely based on a past relationship. Different girl. This relationship was before my last. And she was pretty messed up? That's an understatement. Cheating, lying, arrests, drugs, physical and emotional abuse, mental breakdowns, the list goes on and on. How old was her daughter? Um, son. Son? I'm altering a bit. For the book. It's fictional after all. Oh. He was two when I met her. Five when I finally walked away. I regret it to this day. I know. I mean, I tell myself that any time I think about it. You can't be hard on yourself. Sometimes I feel like I should have tried harder. But you can't think that way. Some people are just like that. I've been a part of many toxic relationships. And while they never extended to arrests or mental breakdowns, there was still plenty of cheating, lying, and emotional abuse. I just wanted her to get help. You can't force people to get help. They have to want it on their own. She said she was going to AA. She said she'd been seeing a counselor and getting on medication for her depression and anxiety, too, but... But it doesn't work if it's all talk. And it was all talk. She promised change. Exactly. I dated this guy, Peter, for two years. Every three weeks, he would cheat on me. I'd constantly catch him lying. I'd break up with him, he'd beg for me to come back. I'd say no, and he'd swear things would be different. He'd make all kinds of empty promises. And for some reason, I'd believe him. Love's a tricky thing. 
telling me to leave, but my heart, oh, my heart kept saying, give him another chance. People don't change, unless they truly want change, or unless they truly believe there's a problem. Wise words. Here's some more. Don't trust anyone. That's a little pessimistic. It prevents heartache. Does it really? Eh, who knows. Hey, was Peter the architect? <laughs> no, sadly I've dated multiple cheaters. Sorry. So when this main character of yours meets the daughter at the funeral, they strike up a conversation and start hanging out? In a nutshell. Obviously, it's a weird relationship with her being so young and only remembering small details of him from the past, but he decides he's going to be there for her. Do you think that sends the wrong message? What do you mean? Like, you're basically saying that if you stick with someone long enough, they'll get help. A promotion of toxic relationships? No, not at all. The daughter, like you said, wants help, wants change. That's why she's able to build a better life than her mother. It's not easy to change, but some people, some people can. Were you close with your mother and father? And sister. My parents ended up splitting while we were in high school, but they were cordial with each other and made the transition into two homes easy on us. That's good. What about you? I was close to my mother, but my dad, well, that's a little different. We were close for a while, then around the time I was 10 or 11, he started acting weird, started working late nights. He kept to himself a lot. Stayed in the study for hours and hours. I think he was cheating on my mom. They started arguing a bunch, and then one night after a huge fight, he gets in his car and drives off. Never heard from him again. Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I guess we can be sorry for each other. Another 20 minutes of hiking and I made it to a small clearing. There was an old sign hanging loosely on a tree by one rusted nail. It read Site 5. Hey Amber, I made it. I saw a single orange tent with its door flapping in a slight breeze. See anyone? I see a tent. There you go. Go tell them they can't be there. One second. Hello? Hello? I didn't see or hear anyone. I peeked in through the open flap and saw two sleeping bags, two small backpacks, a water pouch, and an empty bowl with granola bar wrappers and some other trash. I walked around the tent to see a rock with some utensils, a beige cruiser hat, and a roll of bandages sitting on it. Hello? Where were these people? Mike, how'd it go? There's no one here. I thought you said you saw a tent. I do. It's right here. There are two sleeping bags inside, but no people. They have to be around there somewhere. I walked around Site 5 surveying the forest.
Maybe they went fishing or swimming somewhere? There's no water over there. No lake? No creek? No, not even remotely close to Site 5. Maybe they're hunting. They shouldn't be. It's illegal. Yes, but you said this place was off limits, so obviously we aren't dealing with law-abiding types. Let me call Gene and see what he says. Okay. Stay put. I continued to walk along the edge of the site. That's when I saw something sticking out from behind a tree. It didn't look like a normal branch. I walked around the tree to see a hatchet. It was jammed into the bark. I pulled it out and noticed a weird marking in the tree. I ran my finger over the carved area. This wasn't made with a hatchet. This had been in the tree for a long time. The marking looked like an eyeball with a line running vertically through it. Weird. But for some reason, it was vaguely familiar. I waited for Amber's response, but nearly ten minutes passed and nothing. Amber? Amber, you copy? She still must be talking to Jean. Put the hatchet down on the rock by the tent. That's what I noticed another one of those strange markings on a different tree. I walked over to it and ran my finger over the indentation. How long ago was this carved? I heard movement behind me. I expected to turn around and see the hikers, but no. I instantly froze as I saw a huge black bear entering the site. Oh shit, the animal made its way towards the tent. Maybe it just smelled the food wrappers inside. I didn't budge. It stuck its head in the tent, but pulled it out and sniffed the air. It got on its hind legs, then back on all fours. It continued to sniff and then quickly turned its attention to me. It startled at the sight of me. <sighs> Fuck. The bear did not look happy to see me. I didn't know what to do. Should I make noise? Should I lie down? Fake being dead? Should I run? My eyes shot over to the rock where I had put the hatchet. Why did I put it down? Stupid, Mike! The bear clawed the ground was breathing heavier, keeping its dark eyes on me. I know Amber said to make noise. Shit! It walked towards me. Ah! The bear stopped. Ah! My shouting didn't seem like it was working. The bear seemed even more agitated. It clawed the ground once again, lowered its shoulders. Oh, shit. And that's when the bear raised its head and charged. Tower 4. Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb. Story by Robert M. Lamb and Dylan Whitehead. Starring Jack Austin as Mike. Gina Coyle as Amber, Brian Messick as Gene. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and Brett Wilkins at Facebook.com slash WilkinsMusicFL. If you enjoy Tower 4, visit 7lamb.com for more audio dramas such as this. Also, don't forget to follow 7lamb on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 7lampodcasts.
This has been a Seven Lamb production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Item number SCP-5186. SCP-7160. SCP-7533. Object class. Euclid. Keter. Safe. Special containment procedures. Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust. <laughs> the only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing. Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.